Welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest podcast. And today I have Jennifer Chapman. Now, Jennifer, in her own words, used to be a workaholic, and we can, a lot of us can relate to that. But she was known as the go to person for getting things done and managing the most difficult clients at a Fortune 500 consulting firm. She thrived in challenging situations, proving to others time and time again that she was invincible. Eventually, Jennifer's mental and physical health began to suffer, and so she decided to create a new profession and, and, and personal life that aligned with what she valued most, and I guess what she rather than what she thought she should be should be valued most. Um, so she so she created the job she wants and the, and the new independent confidence that, that and she, oh, I'm losing my words, and she continues to bring her authentic self to all her work. In other words, she chose at some point to be herself, true self, and not what others would think she should be. Um, she continues to um, do that. She's, she's more successful now that she's doing that in terms of happiness, financial security, and her ability to help others than she's ever been. That, be your authentic self and be more effective, in my belief. So today, Jennifer is an expert uh, leadership coach working with STEM managers and leaders who want to increase productivity and performance by strengthening their confidence and people skills. When Jennifer isn't developing the next generation of influential leaders, she can be found spending time with her husband and five children and hitting the trails with their beloved English Springer Spaniel Brutus. So well, that sounds good. Good old Brutus. He's got five children to work out with. No wonder he needs a walk. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Jennifer, welcome to, to our podcast. So, so to, to kick it off, and we're talking about these magic moments that people have, which often derail them long term. So what are some of the common derailers among leaders do you see? Well, I think the most prevalent issue I see is that people are so focused on getting stuff done it's all about crossing off the tasks and um, getting visibility for the right projects at work yep. that people don't spend enough time looking at the soft skills, the interpersonal skills, the collaborative skills. And, and it, so then it becomes just really out off balanced and it not only impacts the leader, it impacts everybody around them, their peers, their supervisor, mm. their direct reports. Um, and so I'm really passionate about advocating for that people side of you, that interpersonal side that uh, you really have to be intentional to take time to look at. And that. that's right. Um, positively intentional to control your thoughts, actions and feelings. It's an intent to, to want to do something in a different way, um, but rather than just be in that moment and work from your, your head, and deal with the day-to-day -day stuff it's because you need to connect uh, I agree with you so it's and that's what derails them all right and I'm just thinking as you're saying that I'm thinking faces are flashing up and before my eyes of people yes. I've coached different times who are great challenges and that's exactly how you describe it. that's spot on there'll be different contexts different occupations different but at the end of the day that's exactly what was what is derail, derailing them and that's why I was there doing remedial coaching uh, to save their career in a lot of, re in a lot of respects. Yeah, I, and I see a lot of um, high potentials who come to me because they've been given feedback 
that they need to get a handle on the emotional intelligence if they're going to move up. So yeah. I actually this last year have been working with a gentleman, a brilliant engineer at a, a very a high profile company. And he he's like a star employee, an individual contributor. And his, his boss and his boss's boss pulled him into the office and said, we see great things for you here. But what's going to hold you back is you've got to learn how to get along better with people. Mm. And with this particular individual, he gets really, he works very hard. He takes his job seriously and he gets very frustrated if other people don't have the same work ethic as he does. And then over time, it translates into this arrogance of, well, everybody should be like me. They should think like me. They should work as hard as I do. It it should look and um, we've spent time talking about how doing your best isn't going to look the same on each person. And if we spend all of our time pointing fingers at what other people aren't doing, where when he's not even a, the supervisor, then that's time he's taking away from getting his own work done, right. branding yeah. himself the way he wants to be looked at and um it's been challenging actually looking at the interpersonal skills this year because we're all working in virtual environments and we're not interacting with people the way we did before but i think still with uh virtual meetings and um just the way we even communicate by email those things are even more important now because we don't have the water cooler talk to boost up those relationships yeah, and that the water cooler talk is important. Um, and I, I, I hear, I, I yes, most definitely understand what you're saying there because it's those little subtleties. You don't tend to get online for a water cooler talk. Right. Like, it just can we just weird, talk for 30 right? seconds and say a couple of sentences then get off again? You just don't do it, right? And a lot of that stuff is, makes a massive difference in how, how pl- places operate. Uh, it either binds it or separates it even more. Um, so that's why some people are happier being working from home than others aren't as happy. And I always say it's quite often the sign of leadership because <laughs> they're happy to be at home. Why they don't want to be anywhere near the place because it's toxic so they can work in their own little bubble and be put, put more in. But others, they, they, they love being with the team and being around them and have the water cooler chats because the leaders, they're well led. So they've all, they're all more motivated and more focused on what they're doing. So it's an interesting exercise, but yes, I understand what you're saying but there. I predict one of two things are gonna happen. It's one, we are going to hopefully in 2021, go back more into the workplace and all of the hiding we've done from conflict and from working yeah. with people we don't like is gonna come to a head because we've taken all of this time off not dealing with it or the virtual work is going to be more of a permanent thing and we're going to it's going to take time i think for people to realize you've got to still figure out how to keep those relationships strong in a new way because again just ignoring it i think we're all in this mentality of just survival mode and there's going to come a time when we're going to have to be much more intentional about the relationships and how we get along with others in the workplace. 
Yeah, it's it, you're right there, Jennifer. And, and I was just thinking that when you're saying it's also people who have that moment because they've spent more time reflecting because they're not going to work, not traveling, all these sorts of things that they'll come back with more intent mm. to have their say or to to, to put yeah. you know to observe themselves a bit more. So there could be a bit a lot more conflict with people coming back with all these these decisions they've made whilst they've been in, in a bit more of a lockdown and suddenly, whoa, it's, it'll be a challenge for leaders to sort of get that, to, to mould that back into a, uh, a good team. Uh, but on reverse, it could come back with people are far more, have let go of issues and a bit more That's willing. True. So it'll it just, so there again, it'll depend on different, different cultures, different places, the leadership predominantly. Is how that all plays out, but yeah, it's uh, it'll be. I hadn't thought of that one until just, you were saying it just then. It's it's going to be interesting. It's <laughs> it is, <laughs> and we're ready, right? You and I. Yeah, we're, we're ready. That's right. It, to me, it might mean there's a bit more work coming up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh dear. So look, um, and a couple of other things because you you. I mean, you were talking before about when it was introducing you, like it, you go in this this focus of what is, what's expected of you, and that's really what you were saying a minute ago, what's expected, yeah. therefore, why can't everyone do it this way? Um, and therefore, to me, you're, you're playing, you're operating in your, in your headspace and not really true to yourself. Um, so this, this happened to you, like at some point you've realised this is enough's enough. And with five children, I can see that why you'd want to get better work-life balance. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's a challenge in itself, five. Um, well, what's interesting is yeah. just how it all unfolded. And, yeah. I, you know, I, I grew up in a family where I was the oldest of five kids and I had a lot of responsibility on me. I did really well in school. Yeah. And so I had teacher expectations of me being that star pupil. And the star pupil. And I never I had, had that. My... <laughs> it was never, it was never my challenge. That's that was not your challenge. I was never challenged that way. And then I had my younger siblings looking up to me as the big sister, and some challenges my parents faced that put more responsibility on me. And so I, I grew up with this mentality of it's my job to just keep everything together and to look for where, where is stuff falling apart and I can swoop in and save the day. And I kind of got this super yeah. hero complex going on. And then of course, as I got into my professional careers that I just, everywhere I went, people started identifying me as that, well, Jen will get it done and Jen can handle the hard stuff because I, I was just used to it. Yeah, and it took yeah. me a long time to realize, and it didn't happen. I don't think all of a sudden, but it, you know, I think there was this awareness of, am I choosing to be in this role or is this what others are putting on me? And I realized it was both. That was both. They were, there was this expectation, but then I was choosing to stay in it. And then there were, um, you know, some health issues that came up and some depression and yeah, just anxiety yeah. that creeped in. And there, there was a time where I really had to look at my life and think, is this how I want it to be? Or do I want to choose something different? Yeah. And I'm so glad now 
that I chose to be brave. And, and uh, I'm sure you can relate when you make mm. a big transition, it's exhausting and it's scary. And you, you put all your cards out on the table and I remember right. financially yeah. for a while, things were hard. And I found myself questioning often, you know, what I was doing, but now in hindsight, I look back on that turning point and I'm so grateful. And what's funny is that I went out on my own and created my new business about a year and a half before I met my husband, got married, became an instant stepmom of three awesome kids. Oh, okay, that's, that's had, where the five is off. Yeah, <laughs> and then I had two biological, but if I had met him, you know, even five years before yep. I had gone through that transition, there's no way I would have been prepared for it. So it, it's it's really been cool to see how different things have come together in my life to teach me things yep. and prepare me for things that were coming ahead. And then, and that that is that is life that you're talking about that Jennifer things come when they're meant to come, and 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 the reason why I'm saying it it is life because a lot of some of the problems uh, with people is they don't recognise that they're not attuned to it they just live in the moment and react to what's around yeah. them. And, and, it's, and it's so sad because I try to get them out of that because that's what damages, that's, that's back to the derailer because it's just a game. It's like they're in a game yeah. and, it's, and they're just playing their little, they're just playing the game. So they get in there and they just keep playing it. When they step back and, you, and to me, you, have, you, you can step back and be in the audience. And you can go choose to when to get in and when to get out again. The key is not to live in it. Exactly. You know, like I, 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 so I love my dog, Brutus. And in fact, I got Brutus right before I made all of these different changes. Geez, so Brutus has had more stress than you have. He's, he's seen this <laughs> going from lovely Jennifer looking after him to this great big Family. Well, it gets better because I lived in a high rise just outside of Washington, D.C. And then now we're in Indiana in the suburbs. This dog has gone through so much change. <laughs> but um, one thing that I like, I like watching him and just contrasting his view of the world to mine. Because, you know, I'm such a type A personality. I want everything planned yeah. in advance. And um, when when I go on a walk with him, he is so in the moment, you know, and he picks up the scent of something and he's uh, just so interested and curious in what's right in front of him. And I think yep. there's something I envy about that. But at the same time, if a human lives their life like that, that's you're just going to be going around in circles, yeah. chasing squirrels and rabbits. Chasing squirrels and, and rabbits. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's exactly right. It's playing games. It, it it's might just... feel feeling yeah. but there, there's going to come a time when you're you stop and realize i have no idea where the heck i am or how i got yeah. here and that's right and, you yeah. know, and it's yeah. there is something to be said and i think one thing our coaching clients find the most valuable is just having time set aside to step back and look big picture and really think like am i where i want to be and if not how do i get there and I think working with a coach and having someone who can help you get clear about that vision and then supporting you as you make those changes can be so valuable. And I, I had so much support as I transitioned through um, my more authentic yeah. self. And yeah. I love being able to do that for others. Yeah, yeah. And I, um, there again, I, faces appear 
miraculously as you're talking about different experiences. But and one or two have said to me over time that they used to love the session because it gave them time to stop. Exactly what you're saying and reflect. Because they're again, they're playing the game so much they don't have time to do anything. Mm-hmm. Well, they have, but they don't think they have. I mean, right. if you know what I mean. Right. Like, I think I think I don't have time to do this. You can always find time to even if you sit and reflect for five minutes uh, about about where am I uh, focusing my energy? Is it focused in the right way? And you mentioned before about um, the person you were coaching. His energy was focused on other people. Mm-hmm. and not not getting the best out of those people, just on other people, that they should be doing what I do, not I'm, I'm focusing on them to get the best out of them. That That's it was a different intent. So, yes. But if you have the positive intent, then you're always looking for, 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 for you know, for growth and positivity. Um, and therefore, whatever happens, people are growing because it's a positive intent. But yeah, it's, it's, but, but to get that sometimes, or a lot, most times, you've got to stop and reflect. And, and the, it's sort of part of our role. To me, it's, it's the role of a coach is to get people to stop and reflect on, on their leadership. If they can't continually do that, they probably don't need us so much because they're already mm-hmm. having success. Um, but, yes, because we get – I get called to do transformational and, and growth, you know, learning uh, in leadership, but qu- quite often it's the remedial side and that's, that's exactly the, the problems – as yeah. you say, and as you're, you're shaking your head while I'm talking to yeah, you, though, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know all about that. <laughs> yes, one thing that's helped me, um, I, so I I work with coaches frequently um, yep. when for different reasons, and I needed some fine tuning this summer, and I worked with this wonderful coach, and one of the assignments he gave me was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done, um, but now I love it. He had me write a manifesto instead of a manifesto, a manifesto. Manifesto. And it was, yep, it's just a page. Um, in fact, not even a whole page. And it's all about what my mission is, what is my purpose at the end of the day or at the end of my life, what do I want to have said I've done and accomplished? Right. And boy, has that been like my guiding star. And, and even, uh, even yeah. on a day, like the days and to all the women listening right here, you know, so challenging balancing, you know, am I being a good mom? Am I being a good wife? Am I serving my clients and my business the way I need to be? And oh, so-and-so across the street just had a baby and I should be taking a meal over there. And oh, the dog needs to be walked. And Mm. it's this constant pull. And, but I have to say like, now that I have my little mini festo, I can at the end of the day say, okay, so maybe I didn't spend as much time doing this as I wanted to do, or I've got four loads of unfolded laundry upstairs <laughs> waiting after this podcast. Um, but I spent time reading a book to my three-year-old and five-year-old. Yeah. And they're not going to remember five loads of laundry that didn't get folded. They're going to think about today and think, oh, I got to have snuggle time with mommy and read a book and and that that has made a big difference for me in creating my own success metrics uh, so I can feel good at the end of the day rather than look at all the list of things that I didn't get done yeah and that's look and look that's so important I had that conversation with a lot of people um because I 
to virtually everyone at some point. I get them to write. I hadn't called it manifesto. I like that word, but I yeah. just get. I said, I just want you to write down. If if I went and asked your boss, I went and asked your wife, or whatever the context is. Um, so, how's Ross going today? How do you describe Ross as a leader, or as a husband, or as whatever? Right? What do you want them to be saying? And they look at me and they go, "Oh, <laughs> it's like, what legacy do you want to leave? Like, what do you want people to be saying about you?" I've never I've never got anyone yet who said, "Oh, I want them to be calling me an idiot." And a jerk. Like, <laughs> I've never, never got anyone that's ever said that. Right. Or so I, I, I said, I okay, there's your, that, time, there's, right? your little, there's your little <laughs> legacy. Now, what behaviours have you got to do? What have you got to do in order for someone to describe you that way? Oh, okay, we go to the exercise. Now, there's your checklist by which you live. And you either do that or you don't, because if you don't, you won't be described that way. So that's it. Right. And that usually gets them into some action. Not, It's not 100% perfect, but it gets them in the heading in the right direction. Some really embrace it and just really run with it. Um, one lady I coached really did that. She were turned to a 40% staff turnover per year <laughs> into the wow. lowest in the company. She had a lot of problems because she got her checklist and she just lived it. She read it several times a day till it was brainwashed that she had to behave in these ways in order to get what she wanted to be described as but she did it i so quickly i just couldn't believe it right but because some do it and then they regress and that she just spoke within a couple of months all the staff stopped turning over and suddenly she became the go-to place wow <laughs> the staff That's within amazing. the organization she so in six months she really had it would, it would have been about six months she really had turned it around totally. It was just that she was determined woman, see? She, because the intent, the intent was, oh, I want, that's my intent now. This is my intent. Now that I really think about my life and how I want to be seen, and she was determined to just have that intent and then run with it. Um, you really don't have as many story. successful as that so quickly, but... You still, that's that's the way to do it. It's exactly what um, you were doing and saying there, what the coach got you to do. It just, it makes a difference, doesn't it? Very much so. It's, and, you know, and I think as we've been talking, it's also reminded me that another big derailer I see with leaders, especially newer leaders, um, which I, I love working with, like first-time frontline supervisors yep. or the level just above yeah, them. Yeah. And I find that a lot of them... It's okay to fake it till you make it for a little while, but that's not how you want to be long-term because peeps, people, there are people like sharks circling around and they will jump at any chance they can to undermine your authority. And I, I worked with a leader at the beginning of this year, woman who had been promoted from a peer group. Yeah. And she, there was this one guy who she'd beat out for the job who took every opportunity to like mock her in front of the other, the coworkers, derail work meetings. And so she came to me and she's like, I can't live like this, I need help. And as we talked, we realized that at, at the core, she wasn't sure she could do this job. Yeah, so that's why and, she's there. 
Then so then that's other guy was sniffing out that questioning of confidence. So what we worked on was her reflecting on her past successes and times where she faced, you know, near impossible odds and came out victorious and just really ground herself in look at what I've done. I can do this too. And just like you said, just within, you know, a few months, it was amazing to see the transformation in yeah. her. And then um, the byproduct was she got the respect from her, her colleagues, especially this one guy in particular. And I mean, he's not, you know, president of her fan club, but he's, he now is yeah. respecting her authority and what, what she's, she's asking. Yeah. So I'd yeah. say, you know, people really need to, you can't be arrogant and make, try to make up for the insecurities you have that will you know, tank your reputation every time. But if you can genuinely feel confident about what you're able to do, then people will respect that kind of a confidence. But they will, you see, because arrogance is, that's you comparing yourself from your outer headspace to everyone else. The key, what you've done there, which is which is exactly what people do is, can do, is to, you've got to, to reflect and draw the strength from within her because she's feeling of the good, whatever she did, right? That gives her the strength and the emotional strength that she can rely on that then permeates out. So you've got to lead from within to lead out in a way. Mm -hmm. And that's what you got her to do more rather than be conscious about what everyone's saying and I don't have the confidence because they're talking behind my back, et cetera. Makes a massive difference. It just, so that, hence, hence my show, Soul Inspired Leadership Podcast, right? Because it's yes. exactly exactly what we're talking about so that's a great example uh, jennifer and on that note um i'd like to thank you today uh for being a guest we might have you on again at some point we seem to be we had a few things we're going to talk about we've, we've, we've covered one but but to me <laughs> to me the most important one and it all comes back to this the self being soul inspired and leaving leading from within to lead out so um to everyone out there who listened, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.